very much. Um, I might just stand up, so I think I can always do better standing up. Anyway. Um, so, uh, for we're obviously um, doing a lot of work this year. It's about, yes, celebrating, but for us, to be honest, it is really about how we can galvanise and change going forward. You know, I really say, you know, if I, if I had to give a percentage to it in terms of our activity, how much is it about celebrating the past versus focusing on the present and the future and galvanising and mobilising? I'd say it's probably about 30-70 in terms of percentage, right? Um, and to be honest, the erection of a statue out there, when that moment comes towards the end of April, we're told, is going to be a huge moment for celebration that's kind of happening anyway. And that's happening now, so we don't have to do much about that. We can focus on the present and the future, and that's absolutely where I want us to be. I just wanted to say a couple of things, um, because I think it's been a really brilliant discussion, and I've certainly learned a lot, and I want to thank all the, pres the presentations we've had this morning. It's been a really rich discussion. Um, we've, got a, we've got a few documents here which you're welcome to help yourselves to, and one of them is about the diversity of the suffrage movement, because we were really concerned to educate ourselves at Fawcett um, when we came to this anniversary, because we wanted to know what, what evidence could we pull together about the diversity of the suffrage movement. Um, because we knew it was there, but we didn't know a lot about it ourselves when we came to it. So we got um, a, a number of contributors. I mean, Samita certainly contributed to, and to this, and we're very grateful to her. And there's one woman in particular I do want to mention who is often forgotten in history, and that's Sarah Parker Redmond, who was the, the only black woman to sign the petition in 1866. She was an American woman, but was over in Britain at the time. So I think... Going back to your point about heroes, um, Francis, I think she probably deserves to be perhaps remembered a little more. And I confess I don't know a great deal more about her than that. So, but there are plenty of other people I suspect who do, so perhaps we should bring her story out a bit more, because she was obviously a great pioneer at the time. Um, and I think another really important thing for us to, to be doing, and, you know, and I think this, this, this is a responsibility for all of us, is... The only way we're going to really change the way we talk about feminism and drive change in this country is if we kind of literally, you know, push it through everything that we do. So in terms of intersectionality, it's got to be across everything we do. So, you know, our policies, our procedures, the objectives I set my staff in the staff team, you know, the way we talk about data and the evidence we produce. You know, we, we did a report last year on um, the gender pay gap by ethnicity. Now, that data it can be pulled together, it can be created, but the ONS isn't doing that for us. We had to make that happen and produce that report, right? So you've, you've got to literally redo and, and, and apply that principle to everything. Get the data. If the data's not there, you've got to say, well, we need this data collected because we can't do it unless we've got that data, which takes me to a, another important issue, which is a very small little change that would be a significant change is the commencement of Section 106 in the Equality Act, because that would require political parties to collect diversity data on their candidates. What a simple little step that would be. So we'd all know what our baseline was. We'd all know where we were starting from. So, and there are absolutely little changes we can make that I think can show that we can actually move forward in that intersectional way. Another one, you know, Section 14 of the Equality Act on dual discrimination, not commenced. We don't recognise multiple discrimination in this country. Other countries do. It is possible to legislate for multiple discrimination, but at the moment we haven't got that in place. There's a law review report over there. You're welcome to take a copy with you. It sets out in a bit more detail the, the points I'm making. But 
Do you see what I mean? I think, I think part of it is about who we remember, and we've just been talking about that. But I think it's a lot about many, many other things, other things we can do to really show that we're going to move forward in a way that captures the experiences of different groups of women in this country, that responds to the needs of those women in this country, and actually drives change in a way that actually delivers for the women of uh, this country. And, you know, we're so far from that. But I think this year is a real opportunity for change. It feels like a dynamic, disruptive space. And so we've launched a campaign called Our Time Now, which is all about the changes we want to see for today and tomorrow. And it's very much about giving the, the centenary away. Right? We're trying to say, this is your, your moment. This is about this is a, the, the unifying principles of human rights and citizenship. This is your moment. So what's your change you want to see? How do you want this change to be? For the future, and then using women's voices, um, you know, as diverse a group of women as we can possibly come up with throughout the year, to articulate that because it is literally our time, their time, to, to drive that change, and that's what we want. Force it to be a vehicle for, for enabling to make that happen. So that campaign has started. We haven't got all the milestones worked out yet. We haven't got all the, 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 the arc of the year worked out yet. But I think it will evolve and hopefully become quite a dynamic thing through the year. And we want it to feel like that. Similarly, on the website, there's some resources you can take and download and use. And again, hopefully, they'll be useful for whoever wants to use them to, to celebrate, commemorate, educate um, uh, people for, about this year. It is about voice and participation. It isn't only about voting. And I think that's important. You know, we talked about that in our little group earlier on. A lot of women participate and are voice and, and active in campaigns, but they don't all participate in the election process. They don't all see it as that's their route to participation. Clearly, we want to maximise women who do participate in that way, but we also have to value and enable the other forms of participation too, because that's how we get women to have voice, particularly in their local communities at that sort of grassroots level. Just finally, just on the point about local versus national, I think it's really important that we don't forget about what happens locally, because we did some work on local government last year. And you know, there we found, for example, that um, BME councillors were having you know, said 50% of women who were BME councillors said they experienced racism and sexism. Disabled women, 50% of disabled women councillors said they experienced disability discrimination and sex discrimination. So it's, it's really live for them. That's what they're living with in local government. And all the problems about harassment and sexism in parliament are played out at local level as well. So we've got, you know, effectively three spheres of influence we've got to change, local government, parliament, and political parties, right? <laughs> so it's, you know, quite a big shopping list of change, mm -hmm. but you can see how they all interplay. Um, and driving that change through at, at local level, not forgetting that is really, really important. So, you know, I see this as very much something that, you know, Fawcett has got to be embracing and active in, and we've got to be doing a lot, lot more on all of this and presenting ourselves in, a, in as representative and as intersectional way as we possibly can over the next, certainly this year, but for the future. Um, so that's, you know, something I'm very committed to, and I'm really keen that we do that. But I really would like to, again, give the campaign away to you and to others who can take it and mould it and model it for what you want it to be. Because that's the only way we're really going to drive change. And, you know, I think it's been a, a really inspirational set of talks this morning. So I want to, again, thank everyone for their contributions and for inviting me to speak. So thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. And, you know, it's great to get...